Right now, new and returning vidIQ customers can buy one month of vidIQ and get the second month free. This offer is going on until July 31st and can be used towards a purchase of either a pro or boost level account. All you have to do is visit vidIQ.com bonus. If you've been looking to unlock our full suite of tools, now is a great time. You have until July 31st, vidIQ.com bonus. Taking your YouTube channel full-time is, as we know, a goal for a lot of creators. Well, not only is that a goal for today's guest, but it's actually, right now anyway, the theme of their entire YouTube channel. Join me on my journey to become a full-time YouTuber is, is the value proposition at present. Our guest today is also in the YouTube educator space, as myself and Rob are, and has a lot of interesting insights and things to share. We covered all kinds of topics in today's conversation, so enjoy. Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. Welcome back to the Tube Talk podcast. I'm Dan Carson, joined as always by Mr. Rob Wilson. Welcome back, Dan. Welcome back, audience. Thank you for joining us once again. Yes, Rob, I'm excited today because we are finally getting a chance to speak to Ryan Walsh, a another YouTuber in our very own YouTube growth space, if you will. Ryan, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Here's the first question. Do you consider yourself a YouTuber, as Dan used that term, or something else? I guess I would consider myself a YouTuber, you know? I don't know what else I would call myself. Like an influencer or uh, what other terms are often used? A creator? I'm not uh, a big fan of the influencer one. Um, social media extraordinaire. Oh, God, yeah. None of those. No way. No, that's, what Dan called, the that's what Dan calls himself. Uh, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, let's... Uh, Ryan, if you would like, just let everybody know a little bit about you and what it is you do on YouTube. Yeah. So um, let's see. Uh, I first started on YouTube around 2017. Uh, it's when I first started uh, my first channel called Webhead. Uh, it was basically all about uh, talking about Marvel, Marvel movies, all the latest theories, you know, um, basically everything all about the movies. And so I first started there, of course, uh, learning literally how to run a YouTube channel and um, how to monetize, all that different kind of stuff. I grew that channel to about 50,000 subscribers. And then um, I decided to quit that channel uh, just because it really wasn't what I wanted to do full-time anymore. It wasn't really my passion. I kind of found out that just because you know a lot about one topic uh, doesn't mean you should probably go start a YouTube channel on it. Instead, you have to enjoy creating content about it all the time. So... Uh, that's definitely something I found out with that first channel. Tried to start up a couple new channels um, in between that and this new one, but then I finally found my stride and uh, decided to start a YouTube channel talking about well, or helping other YouTubers grow and uh, monetize their channel so they can go full time. Uh, and that's really just the goal of my channel and really, you know, take control of their lives. It's kind of like my little motto. So you you have a lot of passions, but what you learned through all the different channels you started was YouTube was like the main passion. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I just love this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I fell in love with just because, you know, I love Marvel, right? I love talking about all that stuff, but at the same time, I like, this was just like, this was something totally different. Cause when I first started, 
my girlfriend first had her channel. She was making like beauty content. I always wanted to start this because I was big into, uh, I don't know if you guys know these channels, but um, there was one called AMC Movie Talk when that first started up. That was basically just talking about all movies. And of course, that was affiliated with um, the theater chain AMC. And then they became Collider Movie Talk. And now there's uh, another guy just named John Campia. I was watching him throughout all of high school. So this was like back 2014. And all the way back there, that's kind of when I was going, uh, you know, going to college route. And I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do in college. I was that one kid that was just like, I don't know what I want to do for the rest of my life. I have no idea. But I know I like talking about movies and stuff like that. And I know I kind of want to do something in that arena. I just don't know exactly what. Saw the YouTube stuff. Always wanted to try it. But of course, just like a lot of different creators, you you're intimidated by it. It's it's really scary to start it out and you don't want any of your friends to find out or anything like that. So I pushed that off. My I finally met my girlfriend uh, after the first year of college and she had her own beauty channel. She finally showed me and once she did, that's what got me in the door and I just started creating content like crazy because I was like, if I'm going to do this, I want to go all in. I want to really put everything I have into this and try it out because this is the first thing I've found that I'm passionate about other than, well, really other than anything else. A quick question, Ryan, about your previous channel, Webheads. Talk us through, I guess, the mindset of going cold turkey on a channel that was doing well. You know, you said you had 50,000 subscribers, almost 15 million views. So you're starting to probably earn a little bit of revenue on that. But then just to shut it down, uh, did that was that a challenge mentally, knowing that you were going to start a new channel, whatever it was, and maybe going from thousands of views today to, you know, maybe you'd be happy if you got a hundred type of thing. Yeah, that was, that was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. Uh, just because, and you guys, you know, you guys know this, it, there's so much that goes into a YouTube channel yeah. and all the ups and downs and, you know, creators feel uh, a lot of different things when they're just, you know, one day they're getting a lot of views, they feel the excitement, but then other days they're not seeing anything. They're not seeing any growth on their channel it's extremely just demotivating just to come on and see nothing happening. And so to go through all of that and actually basically create something really cool that, you know, not a lot of people get to 50,000. And I was extremely lucky to do that. But having to shut it down and really just be like, this is not what I want to do and being honest with myself, that was extremely difficult. But at the same time, looking back on it, it's the best decision I could have made because I don't think I would have grown it all that much more. Just because my passion, you know, I, I was really just getting burnt out because I just wasn't enjoying the content. And it was just a continuous thing over and over again. I felt like I didn't really have much of a social life where the channel I'm doing now definitely it feels like a little bit more balanced, I would say. When you say balanced, you refer to your social life. You mean like a work-life balance, you know, where yes. you didn't have that before. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because the other one is basically... Say uh, you have to anything anytime like some news breaks out or whatever, you have to always talk about it. And there's um, there's definitely some people that can do that. A lot of creators. And honestly, I envy those people because that for me was really difficult. Um, I couldn't just be a news channel that's doing something 24 seven and not really getting any breaks. I instead like to really come up with a strategy, really come up with a plan and execute on the plan and be able to balance everything rather than just going 24-7. This episode of Tube Talk is brought to you by the vidIQ mobile app. You can download it for free on the Android or iOS app stores. And it's here to help you do things like keep track of your competition, research your next video idea, optimize videos you've already posted, and more, all on the go. 
This is the perfect app to have literally in your back pocket while you're out and about and you find yourself with a few free extra minutes. Having the opportunity to sit down and optimize your latest video or research ideas for your upcoming video can be a game changer and save you a bunch of time as you work to create more YouTube content. Again, you can download the vidIQ mobile app for free on Android or iOS. Just search for vidIQ. So so just to be ironic for one second, uh, the Mm. last video on that channel was five ways Avengers Endgame could end. And in actual fact, that video ended your channel. Oh yeah, literally, right? You you Thanos snapped your own channel. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, you know, that should have been the last one, I think. I should have just, you know, come on screen, just snapped and then just deleted the whole thing. Yeah, you should change your channel channel banner to it's just dissolving. You know, progressively the channel banner dissolves over the next few days. That'd be really good. You know, I actually did learn how to do that in Photoshop. That took me, I think, was it for one thumbnail I tried doing that. I think it's still on the channel, uh, but I it took me hours to do that. So you know what? I think I still remember how to do it. I should go back and do that. <laughs> uh, speaking of, though, that, that channel, did you tell that audience that you were moving on, that you were going to be doing this other thing, or did you just kind of, you know, disappear like a thief in the night? Um, no, I pretty, I'm pretty sure I, if I can remember correctly, I'm pretty sure I did mention that I was going on to a new channel because I started a new one right after that. Another one called Film Nerd. And that one was more of because I wanted, I, I was trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to talk about. I knew I wanted to be on YouTube. I was just like, I just don't know what I want to do a channel on. And, uh, so I looked at, uh, game theory and film theory and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's a really cool channel. It's like, what if I did something similar to that and so that's what started that channel so i told everybody basically in a live stream i want to say and um, a couple of my videos basically just saying hey i'm going to be moving over to this channel and some of my audience did follow me over there but at the same time i didn't want to just have a dedicated marvel audience on that channel because i wanted to make sure that i was also getting uh you know an audience that would be interested in all types of movies and doing theories on them Final thing on on your old uh, channel, uh, Ryan, because mm. uh, I'm, I'm just looking through it now and I'm fascinated by everything I'm discovering here. You left a very cryptic final community post, or your first, in fact. It was almost like a, a a trailer, a teaser, uh, like. And you asked, if I came back, what would you want me to cover? Eternals, Marvel movie leaks, Black Widow, DC, Star Wars. But you didn't add a YouTube channel or YouTube education. I'm I'm surprised at that. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly right. Uh, but no, that one, that one wasn't too long ago. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, I remember again. correctly. Yeah, yeah, that one. So that's when I was thinking about it because I had a full time job, and during that full time job, I absolutely hated it. I hated working at the company. Nothing bad to say about the company I worked at or anyone there, but man, I absolutely hated that job. But and so I was thinking to myself, I'm like, maybe I, maybe I should go back to my old channel. Uh, and try to do this YouTube thing as well, um, or you know the the channel I'm currently doing now. So that there, there's a lot of overthinking that I do, you know. And I think everybody goes through this when you're trying to start, and especially when you're not getting traction at first on the thing you really want to do. You're like, maybe sh- maybe I should go back to this old thing. Maybe I should stick to it. So that's what that post definitely was for. But yeah, I think it's really funny that 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 was my last post because I was like, yeah, I remember making that too. So speaking of of going full time, correct me if I'm wrong, but you you are now a full time YouTuber, right? So far, yeah, definitely working my way there. You know, it's enough to get me by, but it's not like 
you know, I'm making a real full-time income just yet. Of course, like their plans and and there's definitely things in the works on uh, the back end that no one else is seeing that I'm creating and it should be able to get me uh, to where I want to be. Because you made a video just a few months ago that was, uh, you know, quitting your job, you know, your nine to five job for YouTube. So I, that was my, that's why I made that assumption. Oh, it looks like, because on the banner of your channel, it still says, join me on this journey to become a full-time YouTuber. Uh so I was kind of curious if, if the banner needed to be updated or if, if there's still pieces that, that are moving around for you. Yeah, no, it's, uh, the banner is still relevant. <laughs> I am not uh, completely full-time. I mean, I am full-time, but at the same time, not a full-time income just yet. That's something that, you know, I really just looked at uh, my life and where I was. And I was, I was thinking to myself, of course, I was thinking of that nine to five job I was uh, working at. And I was like, is, you know, I'd really rather just put all my energy into this YouTube channel. And, you know, I'm 25 years old, almost 26. I'll be 26 in September. And so I'm like, you know, if I could have one last crack at this and really try to make this work, I'm going to try to go for it. You know, I have enough saved up. Why don't I just try to do this and try to really make this entire thing work? And since I quit my job, that was when um, I posted... Uh, was it the video where I, I think it's, um, if you, if you're under a thousand subscribers, uh, do this now. And that video got like, uh, I think it's a 200,000 views or close to it, something like that. And that's when I was just kind of like, you know what? I think, you know, whatever you believe in, I think this is universe telling me, Hey, <laughs> this is the right direction. Keep going. You're making the right decision. So yeah, definitely still on that journey. And that banner is definitely relevant to today. So you took a leap still. I mean, oh, yeah. you're effectively a full-time YouTuber. Uh, you, you quit your nine to five. I just want to know uh, from you, what are some of the things you looked for to finally enable yourself to take that leap? Obviously, savings played a role. But for the channel itself, what sort of signals were you looking for to say, okay, now's the time? Um, so I honestly, I think it was back in November I made the decision that I was going to quit in January. And so I looked at, I didn't really look at too many metrics. The only one I was just like, you know, if I can get to say, if I can have a thousand subscribers on the channel by the end of January, I'll do it. Because then, you know, uh, and, and, and it's not like at the same time, I don't want anybody to hear this and think to, the, think to themselves, oh, I need a thousand subscribers. Cause that's not true. <laughs> it's like, no, that's, that's just something that I just gave myself for a little goal. And I was like, yeah, if I, get there, I get there. And uh, yeah, so once I hit that, I was like, okay, well, I kind of promised myself I'm going to just do this. And, you know, I really stuck to it. And I just, uh, you know, really did have to, like you said, it uh, take a leap of faith. So you said a thousand subscribers uh, was was kind of the standard you held yourself to. You were almost at 20,000 now. Oh, yeah. In just a few months, right? You, you grew from a thousand subscribers then to 20,000. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was, you know, I, I tried to be conservative too. Um, for like, you know, what back when I was first quitting, I was like, yeah, if I hit a thousand cool, I would, I think at the end of that month I was at 3000, but, um, you know, I looked at it and I knew, you know, you know yourself sometimes and you're like, you know, I've done this before. I know I can do this again. I know I can really put everything I have into this and really push myself forward. I know that I can make this a full-time gig. It's going to be scary. It's not going to be easy. This is extremely difficult. But once again, just like I mentioned before, 
in like where I am in my life, I'm like, this is kind of the last chance I got at it. So why not just take it? It kind of seemed, it kind of just made it simple at that point where I was like, I don't really have much to lose. I might as well just do this because I have everything to gain. And at the worst, I have to go and look for another job um, while I do this on the side, because I'm never going to truly give up on this until, I don't know, until literally like I just can't do it anymore because I'm too busy or whatever, uh, which probably won't happen. But, you know, there really just isn't much of a downside. Ryan, um, we can edit this question out if you don't want to answer it, but um, I'm going to ask it. So given that you were making this decision when you were around a thousand subscribers, so monetization in terms of YouTube ad revenue, that's that's not the play you're after here, ad revenue. So in terms of like the, the Ryan Walsh business plan, where are you making your income or how do you intend to, what is your desired income revenue streams to make this a full-time career? Yeah. So the first, uh, the first place, uh, basically, obviously, like you said it, First place is ad revenue. I don't even count it because um, I fell into that trap with the first channel. I don't even count the ad revenue. It's honestly just kind of nothing to me. Second one, affiliate marketing. Uh, I think that's a great way to, um, if you have like, say, uh, just a channel like mine where you can recommend. So uh, that's the the real first step of income. And of course, I've already uh, gone to that. The second one is that I'm actually creating a uh, one-on-one coaching program right now. I've been you know, this has been in my head for a lot longer than I've even had this channel, uh, just because, you know, I've had a, a lot of experiences before this uh, growing uh, the first channel. And so I was thinking to myself, I'm like, well, if I wanted to do this channel, how would I make money? And of course, you look around and you basically see, oh, how are these other guys doing it? Everyone basically has a, a coaching program. Some have courses and all of that. Um, that's definitely something maybe far off. I, I, I honestly don't know. I'm still um, deciding that. But right now, I just want to work with creators one-on-one and really help people grow their channels. So that's definitely the uh, the path to getting to full-time. And that's something that uh, I think I'm rolling out my beta probably by the end of this month. And then you know, once those go through, I'll be going into uh, actually um, getting clients for the uh, the program. That's solid. I would say plan. Like you mentioned courses. I was, I was going to say if you hadn't thought of that already, because that's uh, I know that's a big one in the space, too, is is taking things you talk about on YouTube, but organizing them in such a manner where you can expand on them a lot more, you know, in a, in a long form course. Uh, so, yeah, that's that. And of course, we do see coaching a lot, quite a bit. So. I want to shift gears just a little bit in because you've, you've mentioned a thousand subscribers. We've talked about subscribers a little bit today. And I would say one of the hottest takes we have right now, uh, especially Rob, you're Rob, you're always talking about how subscribers don't matter anymore. You know, that's, that's not what you need to be looking at. And this is all thanks to that. The new metrics we have from YouTube that tell you the returning viewers to your channel in real time. It's like, Hey, on this day, this many people returned to your channel. First, I want to ask how you feel about that, and then maybe maybe even some of your hot takes uh, as well, if, if you would consider subscribers don't matter a, a hot take, I guess. Um, so first one was about returning subscribers. Yeah, let's start there. How are you feeling about this new YouTube metric, and what does it tell you about subscribers on the platform? Like, Do you feel like they don't matter anymore? Um, I would say that subscribers, they definitely do not matter anymore. I would agree with that, because... You can be a channel that has five subscribers 
And if you know exactly who you're targeting, you know exactly who they are. Not just, you know, demographics, which a lot of people just talk about, but really in depth, like psychographics, all these different things. You know exactly who you're going to and you know who you're talking to. Uh, you create an awesome video. You know how exactly it's structured, everything, um, the storytelling, all that different stuff. And you have a great thumbnail title. You're probably going to be okay. You're going to get, you know, probably thousands upon thousands of views because the only thing that the algorithm really is looking for is, uh, you know, a great video to show people. So as long as you have that, that's what really matters at the end of the day. So subscribers, you know, if I went on, I was thinking about a video idea and I was thinking about, oh, how could I show that subscribers don't really matter anymore? And I'm like, well, if subscribers, you know, matter, then I should just go on my older channel and my new channel, and I should just post the exact same video and see which one gets more. Of course, that's not really a fair test. That's kind of why I scrapped it. But at the same time, it's like for people that really do think that, oh, this is the only thing that matters, that kind of would be like, well, obviously not, because it depends on the audience. It depends on uh, the content. And, And there's a lot more factors than just subscribers. And honestly, I feel like YouTube itself would love to get rid of that metric if they could. But it's just so ingrained in the platform that they just can't at this point. <laughs> so, uh, how how are we supposed to get play buttons? Uh, play buttons? Yeah, like you, know, what, I actually, you can't get rid of subscribers. You know, play buttons are really great. I think that it, I'd love to have one. Tell you that. I've never <laughs> even gotten one myself. But that's something that I think should still stick around because that does matter at the end of the day to creators. That is a reward to be like, hey, all your hard work did pay off. You got at least this to symbolize all of your hard work, you know, so that definitely makes sense. But at the same time, I do want to also expand on, you know, subscribers not mattering because I think a lot of people would disagree with that. And I think that's fine. But uh, if you look at YouTube and say, uh, I was making this, I want to say I was making a video yesterday. And so I use this example. If you go on YouTube's homepage and you watch a lot of um, a creator's videos, like I watch a lot of Joe Rogan clips, right? So I'll go on and I'll see some Joe Rogan clips and all that. I'll always watch them. I'm not subscribed to the channel though, but they follow me everywhere. They're in suggested. They're in the homepage. They're in search. They just pop up randomly in search. I'll like search up some video topics for this channel, like how to get a thousand subscribers, something like that, seeing the search rankings. And then Joe Rogan's video will pop up. So it shows you right there that subscribers just, you don't even have to be subscribed to a person their content is going to follow you. And that's what really matters as long as you're just watching and the algorithm's smart enough to know what you're watching. I was saving my subscription feed on YouTube for channels that post kind of uh, rarely, you know, maybe once a week. And the channels I don't subscribe to are the ones I watch the most. Those are the ones that post so much. I don't want them in that subscription feed. You know, I I use it to keep track of like a, a handful of YouTubers. These days, that's my all of my YouTube habits like that have gone out the window, but the you know for for years that's kind of how I did it, and yeah, I've it's been like that forever. YouTube knows what you want to see. I, I'll get recommendations. It feels like based on the time of day, like in the morning, it, t- it tends to recommend certain content to me based on what I would normally watch while making breakfast, for example. And then at night, you know, if I'm I'm looking to turn on YouTube before bed or something, there's a totally different set of videos. <laughs> Maybe because I watch the first ones from the morning. I don't know. It's YouTube's smarter than me. That's that's the point. Let me get this right, Dan. You subscribe to channels. You think YouTube is not going to just randomly show you elsewhere. 
I yes, I guess that that's is, kind of that what is I next say. level. That is meta. That right there, Dom. <laughs> well, when you like a creator, but they post so irregularly, I get what you mean. I completely it, understand it. Yeah, I've just never thought of using the subs- uh, your subscription feed like that. I, I've be, it's become very murky because I've started following channels for other reasons now. I want to keep track of them for other reasons, and yeah, yeah. I want to guarantee that at first they're going to show up, so I'm reminded to go back. So now it's a mess, but that's how it was for a long time. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that was a whole tangent there. So, what are some of your other, I would say, hot takes? Because subscribers don't matter. I certainly think is still up for debate amongst the broader YouTube creator audience out there you know people who are trying to make channels and they're trying to get subscribers that we see it all the time it's like well i need to get to a certain number before i can achieve whatever it is i'm trying to achieve now of course a thousand subscribers unlocks the community tab ten thousand unlocks stories so in that regard they matter but when it comes to making content and getting it in front of people we're saying it doesn't it doesn't matter what are some other things like that uh, that you maybe preach to your audience um, so I wouldn't say there's too many others that I'm thinking off the top of my head that, that don't matter. I will say the one thing that I've definitely tried to do is inform people of, you know, what not to do. But what a lot of uh, people in our space, uh, what they do is they basically just say, you know, like say sub for sub, right? Mm-hmm. You do a video on sub for sub and you basically say, hey, uh, don't do sub for sub for these reasons. What do people do? They immediately go and they do sub for sub and that's what they're doing. And so what I've tried to do is show them why you don't want to do sub for sub or show them why you don't want to buy subscribers. And those are things that I think that are really uh, crucial. And um, I try my best to show people exactly what happens. But at the same time, you're never going to stop people from doing these things. And the same thing with subscribers, right? You're never going to get people not to think about subscribers because I think in their perspective and a YouTuber's perspective, I'm guilty of this. I think every single creator is. I think subscribers are more important to us than it is actually to the system of YouTube. Because like what you said with, um, you know, like in order to get um, certain things, you have to have a certain amount of subscribers. Well, I think at the same time, they probably could find a different metric to uh, release those in. So maybe it's uh, dependent on how much watch time you have on your channel or something like that. That's probably a metric that better would be better to measure to get certain things like um, a community tab or um, you know memberships or anything like that. But there isn't too much um, other things that I think are misleading people or just you know people or creators have, you know, they're just not focused on enough. I, I think I think it really just I think they really just need to focus on the right things rather than the wrong things. So views and subscribers, obviously, you could say views are definitely one of those things. But I would say if they've just focused on, especially at the start, if they're under a thousand, they focused on audience retention, click through rate, then they would be probably a lot better off than just looking at views and subscribers. So don't the, the moral of the story is uh, <laughs> don't don't sub for sub, don't buy subscribers. I, I was trying to remember the question I wanted to ask you because. I did see a couple videos from you actually where you tested this on one of your channels. You literally went out and like bought subscribers. You went out and did sub for sub. (laughs) I I, I would encourage anyone to go watch those videos and and see exactly what happened uh, to you. But my question for you when I saw those is, are you worried that because you're just blatantly breaking like the terms of service essentially on YouTube that they're going to like come after you or something? 
You know, I was worried about that because the first video I did was in December of 2020. And so that was when I was below 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 watch hours. And so once I hit 1,000 subscribers, that's obviously when you're going through, uh, they're basically analyzing your channel and everything. They didn't find anything wrong. So when I looked at that, I was like, okay. I mean, obviously, it's okay to post these videos. It's clearly okay. And if you look at other channels, they, they've also, like there's other bigger channels than me that have done this as well. And, you know, I, I always thought to myself, Mike, I feel like people are really going to look at this and be like, he shouldn't be doing this. But at the same time, if you look at what I'm really trying to do is just try to steer people the right way and to show people exactly why this is a really bad idea and what exactly it could do for your channel. But as far as the other channel that I really uh, did all of those things to, they can delete that one all they want because that was just a no, like it doesn't matter. That channel is completely, you know, uh, beaten to a pulp. Things done. So I, I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's any saving that one channel. But as far as you know, my main channel, I really hope it doesn't do anything. But as if it if it was going to do something, YouTube would have flagged me already. They would have, uh, especially during that monetization process, they would have found um, there was a problem with uh, me posting those videos. It was a relief that you've been able to post since. I'll say, that. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, your. Uh, I, again, I would encourage people to go check those experiments out because we we see it. We see it all the time in, in our space. People come up and say, you know, well, I tried sub for sub, but now I now I see it was it was wrong. But did it, but it, I hurt my channel. What do I do? They, they're kind of panicked, and it, it's just kind of like, well, yeah, you definitely shouldn't have done that. Maybe it's time to start over. Start over. I can't start over. <laughs> like, yeah. why? None of the subscribers are real people. <laughs> Everybody gets freaked out when they uh, do it. And it's like, well, you literally are confusing the algorithm at this point. It's like, how many people did you buy? Say, like, or how many subscribers did you buy? Oh, I bought like a thousand of them. It's like, well, you completely just destroyed it right there. It's like, you got to go start a brand new channel. You know, we're, when you made this new channel, did you tell your previous audience, uh, you know, about it? One of the things like I, I've worried about for myself and my personal endeavors is I don't want this audience from this other channel that I've built up, but I'm I'm kind of abandoning in a way. I don't want them to come to this new channel because I know they're not interested. And if you get yeah. a whole bunch of people to migrate to a channel and they're not interested in what you're doing, that is what we're talking about when we say confusing the algorithm, right? Like you yeah. don't want youtube to be recommending content to people who like topic a you know and now you're recommending topic b and they're like i do like ryan but i'm not interested in this thing he's talking about so they'll watch the first one maybe out of respect for you and then after that now you just have <laughs> you know chaos in, in your analytics yeah it's 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 very difficult to abandon your audience because of course they mean the world to you you know they've literally taken you from nothing to something special. And so, yeah, that, that decision was really difficult for me to make. It was not overnight. That one took probably like three months, I want to say. That one really just uh, kept me up at night, I'll tell you that. And then uh, uh, leaving it, of course, uh, I think people, most people, when I said that and told them, they all understood. They were like, hey, you know, a lot of people, even on Instagram, some found me on Instagram and they were just DM me and was like, hey, I used to love your videos. It was awesome. And, you know, like, I hope you, you know, uh, find what you're looking for uh, and have future success. So a lot of people were really nice about it, especially those that core fan base. Um, there, of course, were people that that were haters. And I totally understand that, too. Titled their opinion. Totally. But, you know, it, it's it's definitely uh, it's definitely heartbreaking. But at the same time 
sometimes you got to know when to move on. Uh, Ryan, I've got uh, a couple of YouTube tests uh, that I want to offer you since I'm too scared to try them on my own channel. Um, Mm -hmm. So one of the ideas I've had is to have a disjointed video whereby the only way people can understand the video is by jumping to different time chapters. So like the beginning is the first minute, but then the second part of a video is eight minutes in. And then the third video, third part is three minutes in, you know, so like you're getting people to jump all over the place just to see what would happen to the watch time. Another thing I want you to try is I want you to ask all of your viewers to raid somebody else's video, but only watch the last 30 seconds of it to see if it destroys the watch time uh, and audience retention for their video. Um, Another one I thought of is, um, but really we need to try it on our channel. I've been, because this is myth about whether monetization impacts discovery. And I've been thinking for a very long time whether or not I should monetize five of our evergreen pieces of content. So we have a benchmark of we know how they perform. And then over the course of a month, if they're monetized, does it in, does it noticeably increase the number of views? Um, so I have all of them if you want to try them. Uh, have you ever have you got any more sort of ideas in a pipeline for interesting YouTube tests? The one is definitely what is it? Um, I like your ideas, but I, I won't steal them. I won't steal them. I'll go but, ahead. Um, get them to read one of my videos and watch the last 30 seconds. <laughs> That'd be fun. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then, um, what was it? Um, one of them is, you know, a lot of them are like, I've already kind of done all the buy subscribers and sub for sub stuff. But like at the same time, people go and they buy views. People go and they uh, just go on Fiverr and they promote their channels. And I've like, I thought of one that's like, uh, was it? I let Fiverr promote my YouTube channel. And of course, the thing that was funny within the last video is that I started seeing people go over that were actually subscribed to my main channel. And they went over and they subscribed to the, uh, you know, the test channel. And so like now the data is just completely screwed up. I've had to go and I'm now I'm looking at it, I'm like, OK, well, I can't have my real subscribers on here that actually watch this stuff because I'm trying to show how like how bad the click through rate and the audience retention is, too. So uh, looking at all of it, I'm like, well, I'm going to have to make a new channel for this next one. So I think the next one I'm probably going to do is like, I let Fiverr promote my YouTube channel. But at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to spread them out a little bit more because I think, uh, you know, learning the actual ways of actually how to grow a YouTube channel is probably a lot more important than doing these experiments, even though they're a lot of fun. And I do recommend it for anybody in our space because even though you can get nervous about it, I, I don't think YouTube really cares if you do these challenge or um, experiments. <laughs> so... When Fiverr promotes your videos, like do you what mm-hmm. what do they do? Do you know? Or have you since you haven't tried it, you might you might not know yet. Um so I on the first I want to say on the uh first video I did back in December, I think I accidentally bought um a promotion thing, even though I thought it was for subscribers only. But mm-hmm. so I did get an increase in views. Um I you know, I really don't know. I'm not like a really smart computer programmer or anything like that. I imagine it's just a bunch of bots and they just go in there and they promote it or they could have another social media account, maybe on Instagram or something like that. And they could uh, maybe had like several thousand followers and maybe they just try to pump subscribers in that way. You know, those are my guesses, but uh, it's honestly up in the air at that point. Yeah, I'd be I'd be really curious to see how that shook out. Uh, But people, you know, talk about promoting their channels more legitimately. Do you do you have any tips for anybody who's who's come up and said, how do I promote my channel? 
because I I'm always of the mindset of like don't do that <laughs> you know you you yep. YouTube YouTube can promote your channel uh, but there there are cases I would say depending on the type of content you make where maybe you could get into some communities you could you could promote your channel safely do, do you have any tips in that department yeah there's definitely ways to do it it's just you have to be really smart about it and um, uh, I would say mo you have to you really have to know your audience going uh, into it. Because if you just if you go into say a Facebook group and you promote your channel there, and uh, it's just not the right audience, or maybe it's just a different segment of the audience, whatever, you could completely destroy the channel right there. You know, given that the video takes off and everything, uh, and a lot of people come over and they subscribe, uh, you could really destroy your channel. So I would say I would agree with you to a point that uh, for most creators, it's probably not a good idea to promote your channel. Uh, but I will say that the best way, in my opinion, that I have found, and I've done this twice, I did this with my channel currently, and I did the, I did it with um, my film nerd channel. I just knew exactly who I was targeting. And I went into some Facebook groups. And the first thing I say is, don't just go post your video in there. That's the worst thing you could possibly do because everyone's going to look at it and be like, you're just promoting yourself. No one cares. It doesn't matter. So you want to go in there and you really want to communicate and just uh, get to know people within that community and contribute to that community because don't just use them for their audience. You want to really just get to know people, build relationships. And then when the time comes, talk to the admin of that group and then you'll be able to, uh, and they'll tell you, hey, this isn't the right group. You can't promote stuff in here um, or I'll say it in their rules. Or if you've been communi- if you've been uh, contributing to that group, they'll actually let you post your video in there. And then that's a way to get traction on your video. And that's actually how I got traction on, was it my most popular video? I went into just a Facebook group that I, you know, I've been, I looked at for weeks and I contributed, you know, I posted content in there and everything. Got to know a lot of people. And that's what got me, uh, that's what got that video going initially. And then um, I would say that, uh, and then it finally got, uh, it got uh, promoted in search and uh, it got ranked like number three or four in search. And then it just kept building up and building up because the click-through rate was so high in search. And then now it's like one or two uh, whenever I look in an incognito window. So um, it's definitely a way to, there's definitely ways to do it, but you just have to, know your audience. And if you are not sure uh, who your audience is, don't even think about it. Just post videos and grow that way because it's just extremely dangerous if you uh, if you just do anything wrong. I'm curious, uh, Ryan, you mentioned uh, target audience and knowing exactly who your target audience is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who do you think your target audience is currently for your YouTube education channel. I'm going to call it that, but I don't know if you would would redefine it. No, yeah, I would say that. I would say I'm basically targeting YouTube creators that are basically just trying to uh, make a full time income with their channels, uh, not just you know uh, get monetized. People that uh, probably have uh, a nine to five, um, they're working, but at the same time they're trying to you know try to make it with YouTube. Very much, I think who I'm going after is exactly who I was not too long ago and still am I'm still on that journey. And that's kind of why I have that banner. It's like, I'm on a journey to become a full-time YouTube creator because that's supposed to meant to attract people 
that are in that circumstance as well. They're like, man, I want to go full-time as well. And I know my audience, they've said it a million times and DM me a million times saying, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. Um, And uh, they're literally just someone that is trying to, basically they're trying to really just, you know, as I say it in my videos, take control of their life and really just try to um, get freedom at the end of the day, free to do what they want to do create what they want to create, build the business that they want to build and not do what everyone else tells them to do. So that's personally who I think I'm going after. And so far, I would say it's pretty accurate. But at the same time, there could be new data that comes around that uh, tells me something different and something that you're always, uh, in my opinion, you're always learning more about this viewer. And it could change. But uh, for the most part, I think uh, it's pretty much stayed the same. For anybody who is considering going full time, are there any are there any sort of things that you would like to help them out with? So here's here's a great example. When I moved into my first apartment, one thing no one ever told me is I needed shower curtains. You know, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I I just took them for granted. You you live with your folks. <laughs> They all had all the bathrooms and shower curtains. Well, well, we've got to pause one second there. So, Dan, when you go into like you start your new job and you're going into the, like the the HR's office and they've got your the format. We need to we need you to fill out some um, health and safety forms. You know, get your bank details. Oh, and have you bought any shower curtains? Is that how? Is that what happened there? Who who is in charge of telling people when and where to buy shower curtains? You know, because they don't give them to you when you get a new apartment. So anyway, that's my analogy. I don't think you want them to. (laughs) Well, I don't think you want anybody to give you the shower curtains. I think you want to pick those out yourself. uh, I I agree. I agree. (laughs) I don't want the last tenant's shower curtains, but it would be nice if there was something in there so water wasn't spilling all over the bathroom on day one in your new place. You've still got a lot to learn. (laughs) I do. So (laughs) in any case, that's what happens when you're very young and you're excited about moving into your new place. You didn't buy, you know, little trash bins for your bathroom and stuff like that. It's a fun analogy. I like it. What happens when you go full time? What are some of those things that no one tells you that you need to know? AdSense is for most channels, for most channels, because there are channels out there that make a, definitely a full time income on AdSense. But uh, AdSense is for most channels, not a good idea. Really unpredictable. Can you know, like one month it could be you can make say, I don't know, two grand. Uh, the next month you can make 500 bucks. It's super unpredictable, a lot of stress because it's all um, about the views at that point. And if you don't get views, it's just a lot of stress on you and you're not making that income anymore. Uh, so that was de- that's definitely the biggest one I would say that no one tells you because the average person they they're like they're kind of caught up now, they understand they're like, oh yeah, they make money off ads. It's like, yeah, it's like, but (laughs) that's not the best idea. Uh, And then I would say just um, when you're creating a YouTube channel, something that definitely needs to be said to all small creators, you're creating a brand, you're creating uh, a business in a sense, and you need to treat it like that. Because if you don't, you're probably not going to be going full-time anytime soon. So... Those are some great tips for just what to expect. Yeah, when you're when you're starting when you're starting full time. What about some of the things? Maybe maybe you feel differently. You did mention that you didn't like your your past job, but what are some of the things that you miss out on? Uh, things that came to mind for me were you know maybe a lot of people who are sociable like having that that social circle at work. 
uh, or health insurance, for example, if you're full time, what were some of those things for you when, when you finally quit that you were like, oh, oh, I can't do that anymore or I don't have this anymore? Oh, yeah, definitely the social uh, stuff. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, minus because everything was COVID at that point. So, of course, like I was working from home and I think a lot of people, you know, share that whole thing. So at the same point, try to, you know, just isolate these couple of years that we've had and kind of forget them for a second. <laughs> it it definitely is like you don't get the work environment that you used to have. It's very much you're kind of on your own. Uh, there's a lot of pressure on you. Um, it's, you know, the buck stops stops with you and you have to be your own motivator to keep yourself going. There is a ton that is different. Uh, and it is not for a lot of people. This is not something that is for most people. I would say, I would just say the pressure is definitely the biggest thing. Uh, because when you're nine to five job, you kind of just get a list of things to do. Uh, at least this is my experience. And you're just like, okay, this is what you got to do for the day. And you come in, you do that. You go in the next day, you do the same thing uh, over and over and over again. And uh, I was basically cold calling people in my last job. Mm. And so I would be well, on the phone. Were, uh, were you phoning up and asking people to subscribe to channels? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I made sure I go. I made sure I went around the entire office. and was like, hey, subscribe to my channel. Subscribe. <laughs> yeah, no, I made sure I didn't tell anybody about that. I was like, oh, I don't want anybody knowing. I, I, I'm pretty sure they still don't even know uh, the last job. There might be a couple colleagues that I told. But that's about it. Um, I was pretty secretive about that stuff. Yeah, that, that was that was me as well. Uh, starting my first YouTube channel, so I'm not going to tell anyone about this. I don't. I couldn't explain at the time why I wouldn't tell anybody, but I just wouldn't do it. I'm like, nope, that's my thing that I do. Uh, no one needs to know about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, Whenever, you know, there's a part of it. There's that. There's that. I didn't want to tell anybody, but at the same time, I didn't want to go any. I didn't want to tell anybody, uh, especially when I had a smaller audience. I was like, don't go watch my videos. Because there's a certain target audience I'm going after, and you're not that person, so you're gonna mess up my, uh, you're gonna mess up the YouTube algorithm. And I was super, I was just overthinking every little thing, even though it was like two people, it didn't matter at all. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell anybody uh, what I was doing, and yeah, it wasn't even for that. It was just I didn't want anybody to know, and that I was always jealous mm-hmm. of the folks who were like. Oh well, when you start your channel, it's a good thing to tell your family and your friends so they could subscribe, and that's how you get your start. And I'm like, well, they don't care about what I'm doing, you know? Yep. <laughs> Why would I want them to eat? No, <laughs> get out of here with that advice. Um, that I don't know. Maybe maybe other creators out there need to hear that too. Maybe that's part of the reason. That's what kind of like starts this whole mentality of I need a place to start. Everyone's told me I should tell my family and friends so they can subscribe to my new channel. I need a place to start. Therefore, if I can get a thousand subscribers, if I could just spend some money and, and have that, then I cool. I have my platform. I have my I have the base now, and that couldn't be farther from the from the truth. Yeah, no, it really. Yeah, it's a people think it's an easy. Uh, oh, I just like it, I think there's a lot of pessimism when it comes to uh, growing a channel because a lot of people it's like it, I see people all the time in my comment section. They're like, well, everybody knows that they just go and they buy the first couple thousand subscribers and then they grow from there. Everyone knows this. And I'm like, well, that's not what I did. And that's probably not what a lot of people do. You can just see it because the people that do it, the channels just tank. It, it, they just don't get the views. You can clearly see when a channel has bought thousands of subscribers and ones that don't, it's just ones they there. Everything's kind of working for them and they're growing steadily and the other ones they're 
their views aren't matching with that subscriber count. They get like three views on their videos and they have like 5,000 subscribers. Just doesn't work. So I know we're, we're getting close here to uh, needing to wrap up, but uh, one of the things I, I wanted to ask you about was uh, outside of YouTube, social media mm-hmm. and things like that, how, how important is social media to your business uh, and, and you know platforms outside of YouTube that are just kind of adjacent to like Ryan Walsh as a brand? How, how important are those to you and, and uh, just your overall strategy? Um, as of right now, I've, th- I've, I've thought about it a lot. I would say as of right now, I'm just focused on uh, YouTube, um, and really just growing on there. You know, I've thought about Instagram, I've thought about Facebook. Um, but at the same time, I knew that, and it's definitely a learning process within the first like three months of me being out of work and going full time on this and really just understanding that I can't focus on all these platforms because then nothing's going to work. Instead, you got to focus on the one thing, especially the thing I know best. And it's to, uh, you know, really focus on YouTube. So that's where I'm staying as of right now, you know, in the future, it could definitely change. Uh, and I imagine it will, especially Instagram. That's just a great way to communicate with people one-on-one. And I can't think of any other platforms that I would, uh, you know, um, would rather be on, uh, than YouTube and Instagram, but also Facebook. I would say I'm definitely going to utilize Facebook groups eventually. Um, and that's going to be something that's definitely a big part of, um, my business, I would say, and just the community overall. Facebook, Instagram, have you, have you considered things like a, a discord server or anything like that? Um, no, not really. I'm not, um, uh, honestly, I, I don't, um, I'm not really big on discord or anything like that. Yeah. I haven't really thought about anything like that. For anyone who doesn't know discords, uh, just a big group chat. Anyone could set up a discord and, and then you, you could set up rooms within it. So for the YouTube growth uh, spaces I've seen, it's there's there's rooms for maybe the certain kinds of, of channels, you know, uh, that there would be gaming channels, beauty channels, music channels, things like that. And people be in there sharing advice, things like that. Um, so the, anyway, just wanted to explain what that is, why I brought it up. However, YouTube itself does offer so many tools now, uh, the community tab being, I would say, the biggest one uh, to to make it feel as though it's its own social platform. Have you been utilizing the community tab? And and if so, what what's kind of, how are you feeling about it? Because personally, I feel like it's crucial at this point and it, it can do a lot. Yeah, I would say community, ca- uh, community tab is probably, I would say it's extremely important when it comes to not only just posting for your audience, you know, like giving them more content or um, maybe just bringing up a video that you had um, before and that you think, you know, maybe a lot of people have been asking you a question about it. Like, for example, I've had a lot of people ask me about, you know, how I make my thumbnails and all that kind of stuff. Um, And of course, like I made a video on that, but of course, but they may have not seen that video or just gone through my library of content. So it's always a great way to, um, to answer those people just kind of post in your community tab. And that's how you can resurface an older video. But I think, surveys are extremely underutilized for a lot of YouTubers in this space. I think, I think, uh, or at least, you know, most of the creators in this space that I've subscribed to, uh, they use it a lot. And honestly, that's a really good idea because you can just get an idea of exactly what does your, what does your audience really want to see? You can just kind of ask them different questions. Are you looking for subscriber? Are you looking to grow your views or subscribers? Or maybe if your Instagram, your followers or likes, and you really can just get get a good idea of um, you know exactly what your audience wants to see, and it's a great way to you know understand your audience on a deeper level as well. So, 
community tab, Instagram, Facebook groups. And uh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. There's, there's a lot of creators out there who have, I would say they start YouTube and then they add all the different social handles they can to their banner immediately. And you've, you've kind of taken a, I guess a slow kind of approach to that, you know, building that up, which uh, I, I really respect. I think that's good. Cause my, my thing lately has been focus. You know, you want to focus on YouTube and every one of those platforms needs a certain level of care if you're going to grow on them. Yeah, and it's, you know, definitely, um, I think I'm in a very unique seat where, you know, I'm kind of in the hot seat because I put the, you know, I put the, um, that banner up and basically saying, hey, I'm on a journey to become a full-time YouTuber. Well, at the same time, I only have a certain amount of time to do that. So, you know, if I focused on a bunch of different things, I guarantee you I would fail. Uh, so just being laser focused on what I want and, um, you know, my plan and everything and uh, just growing the channel and growing the audience. Uh, that's definitely something I have to be focused on. So uh, I don't really, uh, if I focused on everything else, let's just say it probably wouldn't work. Dan, do you know what we've managed to achieve here? I think hmm. for the first time in six months, we've What's gone that? through an entire conversation and with a YouTube educator and not mentioned YouTube shorts once until just now. It, it's finally a thing. It, we, we take it for granted like every other feature on the platform, I think. You, YouTube shorts is finally a thing. That's what that means. It definitely is. And it's here to stay probably. (laughs) Let's, let's do that then. Final thoughts, uh, YouTube shorts. I'd say it's a great, it's an, it's definitely a great different style of content, uh, for the platform. Totally understand why YouTube did it. You just look at, um, TikTok and it's like, yeah, this is probably a good idea. And honestly, I think it's a great opportunity for a lot of different creators, especially people that are in the, uh, you know, uh, comedy space, right? Like if you look at a lot of, I, I don't know if you guys have seen this on YouTube, you probably have. There's um, some really short form content that was already on YouTube before shorts. Uh, and, and they were like, you know, they like a lot of these big comedic channels, they would just post these videos that are probably like 30 seconds long. And there is a place for that, 100%. And honestly, I really think that this is a really smart thing for uh, YouTube to do. Not only that, really smart for just creators. And, you know, obviously YouTube probably wants to be dominant in the video space. So owning all those different different styles and forms of content is just a really smart thing to do. And I, I'm, I'm really just excited to see what uh, content creators do and how uh, it goes in the next couple of years. Yeah, but what we really want to know, Ryan, is should you start a second channel to put your YouTube shorts on or should you blend it with your main channel? Now, that is the biggest question. I have done a lot of research because I've seen, you know, your channel specifically, Wells, Think Media, a lot of you guys are, are talking about YouTube shorts. And of course, I look at that. And of course, like, I'm just like, man, I was like, I, I kind of want to talk about YouTube shorts too. But at the same time, I'm like, I feel like I just don't know enough about it uh, to talk about it all that much. Um, I will say that it definitely looks like from what I've seen that for some people, YouTube shorts uh, definitely can be blended in if the audience uh, watches, you know, obviously if you just see the audience going to one or the other and it seamlessly goes into your content and it's, you know, it just, it's perfect for your uh, channel. I say do it, but at the same time, if you've tried it, don't just try it once, try it maybe like twice, three times uh, and then see if it's not working, then make a second channel uh, if you really want to do it. Of course, once again, you have to have, if you're just trying to grow, 
I would really have laser focus and understand what you want because that is a completely different style of content altogether compared to um, you know regular videos on YouTube. So Ryan, uh, before we go, where, where can everybody find you uh, all over the internets? Um, you know, the, I would say just look up Ryan Walsh on YouTube and uh, hopefully I pop up as number one. If I don't, uh, I would just look up um, Ryan Walsh YouTube growth. There you go. You can look at me up there. I, I would think by now you're, you're gonna you're gonna pop up as the first result. I'm checking. I'm checking. I hope it, so. It is, it is confirmed. You are now um, top. But I'm thinking of starting a rival Ryan Walsh channel just to <laughs> usurp you if I can. Do it up. I already got a. I think I have a. Was it my competition is a? I, I forget. It's it's a boxer or something like that. I remember he was number one when I was first starting out. I was like, all right, I got to beat this guy. <laughs> you took on a boxer and he won. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, Rob. Hey, Dan. Uh, I've sent you those shower curtain links. So if you do need to purchase some, I'll give you a, I've got some affiliate links. So um, fair warning. I'll get some kickback if you want to buy them from my links I've sent. But uh, yeah, you definitely need to get that sorted out as soon as possible. What I might do is is take like the the name of the shower curtain and look for it myself, so I can avoid hitting your link. Ah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, I do that as well. I've got to be honest. That's, uh, <laughs> do why, you do that? Why, yeah, why? Do, I don't know why I do it. I, like sometimes I'll see an affiliate link on a on a video, and um, for whatever reason, like if I have no um, affinity with the channel. Yeah, I just I'll say right. Okay, you, 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 I've got the link and I know the products, but I'm not going to use your affiliate link. Does that sound really bad? <laughs> I I think it is pretty messed up, but at the same time, I do that because I'm afraid of links. I don't like clicking other people's links. I don't know what they're going to take me, especially when True, they're. Yeah, I just search for it like on Amazon external of a link. Wow, some shocking revelations here in the um, post credit scenes of uh, of Chew Talk here. Yeah, I I didn't I thought I was the only one who did stuff like that. I'm glad I'm not alone, I guess. I said, so, so well, in my defense, usually what happens is with affiliate links, it sends me to the US site, uh, which is useless for me, obviously, living in Canada. So I have to mm. then refine it. So that's my defense, judge and jury. I have no excuse. <laughs> I just have no excuse. I'm afraid of links. I've been conditioned on the internet to be afraid of links if I don't know their origin. We, we we get taught as YouTube creators that we should ignore AdSense, start with affiliate links, and then there's two of us here who try and avoid affiliate links at all cost. <laughs> Oops. Well, shocking revelations, I guess. That's I guess we started a new segment. There we go. Shocking revelations with Dan and Rob, episode one is in the is in the can. Yeah, unfortunately, they're, they're, we're going to get canceled for it. So well, uh, along with episode two, well, like the, the I guess the, the pilot for this was you. Um, not understanding the concept of shower curtains when you move into a new property. <laughs> I was very young and I I wasn't responsible. I was just excited to to start the next chapter, which didn't include <laughs> shower curtains or tiny trash cans. Oh dear. Uh, is anyone listening? Uh, should we just, should we talk about some YouTube stuff? If you are, uh, hashtag sure. tube talk. Let us know if you bought your first shower curtains uh, before you moved into your place. Send us or... a picture. Yeah, please. We'll put it on the community <laughs> tab or something. A picture of a shower curtainless shower? <laughs> oh, who knows? Who knows? Anyway, what we wanted to talk about was some stuff going on at YouTube. Yes, we did. We did. Uh, first and foremost, this has been out for a bit now, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to say I think this is still underrated because I we still find channels every week that aren't making good use of the community tab. 
Mm-hmm. And I think YouTube is giving us some pretty strong signals that, hey, you should use it. You should use the community tab. Now we have post analytics. And the way it works is if you go into your analytics in YouTube Studio and you click on engagement, you can scroll down to uh, view your top posts. And then you can even hit see more and see an even bigger breakdown of all these different metrics. And they, on just on top posts alone, they break it down from image posts, polls, texts, and then if you post videos, which we tend not to recommend you do. Maybe we'll get to that in a second, but we don't really post videos on our community tab. True, true. Also, uh, when you go into the advanced mode, so you go to see more, this is what I've been after forever in terms of the community post is impressions. So knowing actually how many people these community posts has reached is really interesting and really valuable information. And as I've been looking at these analytics a bit more, what I've discovered and Dan, we're sort of sharing this on screen now so that we can see it. The posts that seem to perform the best are ones where there's a bit of text with some pointy emojis that point down to either like a voting poll or an image <laughs> and are relatively short as well. They're only like three or four words. Uh, so that's what I've learned for myself, like putting long stories or uh, paragraphs of information don't seem to be as relevant or successful. Is something short, snappy that the... Let's face it, the person who's on the YouTube app who isn't necessarily there to engage with community posts can act on quickly before they then actually go and watch a video, you know, what they're there to do on YouTube. Right. Yeah, I'm looking at my own while you while you have uh, the vidIQ ones on the screen that no one can see right now. And mine are interesting because I, I try a lot of different things on yeah. my own personal community tab. And what I'm noticing just looking at mine is that the ones that have the most impressions happen to also have the most likes. And as I go down the list, as the as the likes shrink, the impressions also seem to kind of follow. And uh, when I when I see yours on the screen now, we could probably f- find a similar trend. It's just that there, we're so consistent now with the way we post on the vidIQ community tab. Yeah, um, here's, here's the incredible thing for me. An example of a voting poll here that has 72,000 impressions. So I assume that's how many people have seen the community post and 25,000 people have engaged with that post, which for me is an incredible number. I thought it would be more of an engagement rate of like one to 10 or one to 20, but it really feels as if when people encounter something that's not a video automatically playing in the home feed on the YouTube app, it's like an image or a voting poll or something else. It really stops them from swiping to, to look at it and investigate before moving on. Uh, one thing I, I never did until these metrics came out was try text posts because everything I've learned about social media is like, if you could put a video or an image, you know, that's yeah. going to win every time. Yeah. And the way we've been doing it on the vidIQ community tab was interesting to me because our text posts are very, very short and encourage people to answer. And I'm trying a similar thing and I'm noticing it, the the likes are similar to those image posts. And, and when you find a text post out in the wild on mobile it stops you from scrolling because it it's very disruptive to suddenly see just a a box that pops up with a sentence in it where you're looking at videos. Yeah, let me just give you a couple of examples of... Uh, can I add comments to this analytic? Is it there, Dan? Is it there? Oh, that's a shame. No, comments isn't there. So yeah. I've, I've actually stopped trying to get comments because YouTube isn't measuring them. But just to give you an example of some of the polls, uh, some of the posts that are doing the best... My channel has blank total views. My next YouTube goal is blank. My most watched video has blank views. I make YouTube videos for blank. 
So something very simple, like a one thought idea or concept that's just going to take the the viewer or the engager 30 seconds or less to engage with and then move on. Again, those seem to be the the, the, the best things, but at least for us. Uh, I'm sure for you and your community posts, you want to test and find out if you want to have a more of a deep and meaningful discussion in your community tab or just something short and fun to keep engaged with your audience when you're not posting videos. I always look at it from this point of view. If you do two videos a week, you can engage with your audience those other five days through the community tab in five minutes. And, and just a, a couple of notes, as we always need to remind everybody, uh, the community tab is only available once you hit a thousand subscribers. Yeah. Boo. Then, yeah. Once you do, there's a bit of a wait there to, to get access to it. It takes a couple of weeks, but you'll, you'll eventually find that it's just there. There's, <laughs> you know, I think there was a notification for me when I, when I unlocked it, like, Hey, you can post there now. And uh, so I, I encourage people to do it at least once a day and you can schedule those out. You know, it's, yep. it's awesome. It's just like Twitter schedule or something. You could just schedule out all your community tab posts. You can schedule out polls. You can schedule out image posts, text posts. Uh, and again, you can post videos directly from your channel. You could say you hit video and it's like, which video do you want to post and, and leave a little caption with it. We recommend you don't do that though. In our experience, you, you want to explain that a bit? This is because when you share a video, it just plays automatically like any other video in the feed. So you might not actually, the viewer might not actually realize this is a community post and just continue to swipe. Whereas a static image or a voting poll or even like an animated GIF, uh, which you can include, and you can also include multiple images as well. Anything that's different to what you're usually going to see on that feed, I think is going to disrupt the, the automatic swiping of, of a viewer and if you look at the engagement with those video shares and comments, it's far less than anything else you post on a community tab. And but again, uh, it's worth testing. By all means, try to share videos if you if you want to give that a shot. The other thing going on with YouTube is there, there's actually a page you can visit where YouTube shows you some of the stuff they're working on, and they they emphasize just some of it. You know, we're not going to show you everything, but we have some cool little things we're experimenting with on our end. Yeah, and, let me just uh, check. If you, I'm just going to do this as a Google search, Dan. Uh, if you search for YouTube test features and experiments, yeah. So if you search for YouTube test features and experiments in Google, the top result takes you to a community post page on YouTube support that lists some of the things that they're experimenting with. So there's one in particular that you and I are kind of interested in here. And it was testing new timed comments. And just to read it here real quick here, we're currently testing a new feature that allows you to comment. Sorry, it allows you to view comments timed to the exact moment you're watching in a, uh, in a video. This experiment is available on some videos to a small group of people. Consider rolling out more broadly, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so comments timed to the exact moment you're watching in a video. What it was your first interpretation or your first impression of that? So my interpretation of this currently, because I've not seen this yet, was that as you're watching the video, you could see in real time when people were posting a comment, let's say after 40 seconds and then one minute 42. But then when I saw the images demonstrating this, it looked as if it was only showing comments when somebody put a timestamp in the comments by for example, hey, if you look at 
zero three two, you know, thirty seconds in, uh, I thought this was a really good part of the video. Now I may be misinterpreting this because I've not seen this in action myself, but I'm a little confused as to um, what it's supposed to do. I think Dan, would you agree that you'd want to see just comments appearing in real time as the video is playing, as opposed to just referencing timestamps in comments? I would like both, to be honest. Yeah. I think it would be a valuable metric because we're always asking people in videos, hey, you know, let me know in the comments, blah, blah, blah. Do people wait? Do people remember that and wait till the end of the video? Or do they pause right there? And when they pause, do they leave? You know, they're like, okay, I answered. Yeah. I've interacted with this video and I've answered the comment question of the day and I'm going to go now. Like all of that would be very valuable. I'm sure it depends on the creator, but I'm sure many of you who have like a, a good following, maybe like a, a thousand views or more per video that you'll find lots of people comment on the video within the first five seconds of, and you can just tell from the comment because it's yeah. something quite generic or it doesn't really relate to the, the, the video's content itself. And I think this is going to be too noisy. I think if it tries to show lots of comments based on time, it's just going to get too fuzzy very quickly. What I would prefer to see is some sort of, I call it like a heat map. For example, if you are asking your audience a question at, say, 3 minutes 30 into the video, I don't necessarily want to see the individual comments there, but I do want to know if there was a lot of people commenting at that exact point to know whether or not this is worth my time trying to engage with the audience in that fashion at that point of the video. Or it's better to ask at the beginning, at the end, or as you said, Dan, not asking at all because that might turn people off the video for whatever reason. The the other way this could go, though, and I think, like you said, with images, it's more likely it'll be this way, is that there's something to do with when people leave a timestamp in your comments. People do it all the time. And I I think if if that's supposed to make it easier to find those moments that people are pointing to, I, I do think that'd be fun to be helpful. One example that comes to mind is we do channel audits every week and we have a moderator named Zenzaris who goes in to every single channel we audit and makes timestamps for all of them. So yeah. for any of those channels that missed the stream, let's shout him out. Dan. Let's shout him out and give him a round of applause. Yes. Zenzaris, like, phenomenal job he does every single week. It has to take hours. I mean, it just has to take so much time and he does it for every single live stream. And so we try to find the comment and pin it at the top and it does not add chapters. We'd have to go in and do that ourselves still. But if there was some way, like now it's easier for the for viewers to come in and click around, you know, mm. I, I'd be all for that too. So let's just round this off by saying uh, if you if to see if you're part of the experiment, go to the comment section in iOS or Android and then tap the sort button to select timed beta. Uh, so this isn't necessarily restricted to certain creators or viewers with X number of subscribers. I think they're randomly testing this. And this post comes from April the 29th. So hopefully they're still doing it. And we're wanting to engage more with all of you in these uh, tube talks. So do let us know if you've seen it and, uh, and your thoughts. And maybe we'll read them out, Dan. Maybe we will. I, I'm not the best at reading, as you heard a little while ago, but we will do our best. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll ask you to do it instead. Hashtag tube talk on Twitter. You can also tweet at vidIQ in the process. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Ciao. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by vidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash tube talk. 
for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.